and now we are going into the story the child that never was uh i'll read it bit by it and explain it to you the child that never was by maria virginia sensoro they were laughing on their way back from uh, spinning the car out in the open country the sky was jet black in the depths of the night suddenly enesto pointed at something serious and he recounted the affair in bitter sad cynical modern phrases it was in new york her name was carolyn i loved her she arrived one afternoon at the park where i was i was waiting for her and she told me it's all taken care of i was looking at cyrus just like i am now and replied yeah i was a little out of it she was happy yes i am free now what a relief are you happy yeah yeah well what's wrong with you now i am going and i watched her stride away pulling on her gloves swallowed by the subway entrances entrance sirius kept on shining like a sparkling diamond i thought about god and the old curse be fruitful and multiply nowadays nobody pays much attention to it what with prophylactics and abortion what do you what do you think he thinks of his handiwork what must god think about this anthropoid this overgrown monkey that dares to be intelligent enough to invent things that abrogate his eternal laws unchangeable laws eternal and irresistible as god himself okay i'll explain it uh so uh so uh, we can see a couple here anasto and magdalena and they were coming back to home after a ri- after a drive in the open country and in the sky anasto uh, pointed at the sky and uh, he saw the star constellation sirius and it was at that time he remembered about his past affair with a girl named carolyn he saying that she loved her and he was waiting on a park in new york and and she comes and says to him that it's all taken care of it means that uh and uh and through the conversation we can understand that uh she has to uh, she took an abortion and uh she had she had a child with the carolyn i mean carolyn carolyn had a child with ernesto and they didn't want the child and finally she aborted the child and and she was somewhat uh, she was sure of what she had to do but after she uh, after she had done abortion uh, her mind is completely out of control and we can see from her conversation that she is unstable now no uh, we uh, we we can clearly understand that she is not happy right now and she goes away after the allocation and and after that uh, it comes to the present situation and he is thinking about uh, how god created and how god created adam and eve and he uh, and he and he actually uh, gifted the uh, the human pope and he actually gifted adam and eve to uh, 
to multiply uh, it was a gift given by god uh, they are going to create generations and generations but it is actually a sort of curse now says astenso uh, sorry so says ernesto and he is thinking about uh, how god created mankind and how mankind is uh, subverting the uh, heavenly laws by by killing away children and denying uh, their opportunity to live and so on and the second page did you ever see her again asked magdalena no i loved her a lot almost as much as you can and that night i thought about how easy it is to lose someone in a serious past as new york so i looked up at serious shining like a chair in the sky and drummed on the window with my fingers thinking about my son the son that never was that never became a lawyer ernesto cut off suddenly with a short sarcastic laugh Magdalena meditated Sirius and on the moon that lit up the sky and seemed to bathe them in pearls. She slowly turned around, looked straight into his eyes and said, "But I love your child." Then he kissed her hand, all tenderness as in their best moments, together murmuring softly like a child about to break out in tears. "My God." And and Magdalena asked uh, Ernesto that uh did did you uh, did you ever see her again and he replied that uh, he did not and um, and uh, ernesto is now thinking about the the child he never had the child he never had and he is now contemplating on what they did uh, uh some years back and he is now in a desolate mood but magdalena tries to cheer him up by saying that but i love your child that means she is pregnant now with ernesto's child uh, back to the story magdalena mourned monotonously on the operating table no no more please no more the doctor stains the blood with bits of sterilized cotton she could smell the iodine alcohol disinfectant the pain pierced her and she implored again enough for the love of god enough suddenly the instrument drove home and as she screamed a muffled babbled appeal came from within mommy the doctor was drying his hand as he remarked that's all ma'am rather squeamish aren't we please don't make fun of me and then she heard mommy and then she left though she was uh, still in pain she lengthened uh stride and tried to put some spring into her step as she walked along click 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 mom my mom my a ragged barefoot newsboy looked up at her imploringly magdalena bought a paper from him as she searched his face mommy her child was waiting for uh, her at home her boy the one from her marriage he came running out like always Lilam's out tripped and fell mommy and after that uh we are coming to the scene of uh Magdalena's um uh, Magdalena's delivery and 
and uh, she's gifted with a son and and as the baby uh, and as the baby come out uh, of her body she starts uh, hearing the hearing a child calling her name mommy mommy uh, uh she ha- she hears it uh frequently okay back in the story dejected depressed she lay down her li- her little boy dozed happily at her side his little brown head head nestled in the pillow she looked at him a lovely flower rooted in her heart now in that same heart she now felt another little one something that could have bloomed forth in innocence just like the first one which he had allowed the surgeon to cruelly uproot mommy but the dark head cut off in its beginning torn from her destroyed sabered sabered in her very womb the little dark head had left its imprint a small indelible trace unerasable adorable and in the mother's soul the little shade stretched forth his arms and cried mommy mommy so uh, now we can understand uh, whose sound that is uh, she keeps on hearing it was actually the sound of a uh, sound of the baby whom she had aborted before this she had a child first but she had aborted and now uh, with ernesto uh, she has another son so that's actually her second son and and on and on her second son coming into the world she starts hearing her uh, hearing the sound of her first born born or unborn unborn okay uh she exclaims my poor baby maglina mond pressing the fair hand of the other son who slept on her breast smiling and content my poor baby you're half frozen like a bird come here and warm up go to sleep poor dear so cold and so unloved little star my little treasure poor baby sleep sleep and the little shadow kept on mommy mommy she thought she was going crazy the heart of the child sleeping next to her went mommy the clock seemed to go mommy she got up walking back and forth she remembered the afternoon ernesto mused about what god must think of his piteous creatures and what carling said it's all taken care of she lay down again and dreamt the sky was jet black in the depths of the night the tremulous light of a candle came and went up and down in the darkness wherever it passed beads of light came to life like in electric signs red letters green letters and white ones mommy 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 and then a cold chill and everything went black again was it a limbo there was a stirring of shadows and wings were they newborns then deep sighing and little sobs mommy 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 suddenly a large figure hurried by a skeleton in surgeon's costume and rubber gloves death or the surgeon grabs grasped and grasped up grasped a package that squirmed and cried mommy she awoke in cold sweat she got up again striding around the acid feverish she peered inward in anguish and now uh, now she is remembering about the deed which she had done before that is aborting her own baby and she is now 
she is fever stricken now and and as it had been done there is no way to uh, reverse it and she is now feeling guilty for what she had done and and she is hearing uh, hearing her hearing the hearing her first child calling her mommy mommy everywhere she goes uh, the kids shadow is uh, shadow is always um, following her wherever she goes and and she and when she sleeps uh, she has a nightmare and the sky was black and and she's uh, seeing uh seeing the words mommy mommy written in uh written in written like uh, di- written in different colors like electric signs and then everything went black again and she didn't know if it was a dream or if it was a limbo limbo is a place uh in between life and death you are neither living nor dead it is in that situation what we call a limbo and and in her nightmare she saw a uh, she's it uh, it is written in the story death or the surgeon so uh, the surgeon is uh, uh, she is equating the surgeon with death uh, when a when a child is being aborted uh, the doctor is uh it's uh, it's actually his duty but here but here uh, she is equating the doctor with a grim reaper or something death okay and after that uh, nightmare she she woke up uh, shockingly and back to the story she awoke in a cold sweat she got up again striding around the estate feverish she peered inward in anguish does it take courage to raise a fatherless child she asked herself does it yes it does but i have one already my husband's he never had any use for him and all i have is love love and instinct tenderness and impulse impulses and happiness and gratitude i am not courageous not heroic i am happy and what do i give him everything and nothing he is weak small defenseless as he is gives me his laughter his happiness the light in his eyes the life i first gave him he gives me back enchantment fancy poetry he transmutes every money the filthy uh, worn, worn bills i get i handle avidly impatiently as though they were fine cloth as satin he turns into his little shoes toys candies his grabby little hands and his inquiring eyes excited at the prospect of a present he is the supreme happiness constantly renewed hope life itself i am not courageous just happy now she is asking herself uh, does it take courage to raise a fatherless child and and she agrees that it uh, it requires courage to raise a fatherless child but uh, she has a child now with ernesto and 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 she is describing her affection for the child and and uh, and the little things uh, of the baby 
and the little actions and things done by the baby which makes her so happy and okay and she's um uh uh thinks about uh, her the relation between uh, her and her baby is shown clearly in this paragraph uh the way she is uh, gifting the baby with toys and stuff and candies and uh, little, little shoes and so on okay back to the story courage is something else terrifying abominable magnificent yet infernal courage to forego happiness kill contentment destroy the enchantment rip off the veil of fantasy turn the knife to one's very balls bowels and against one's own life it's it's a very much strong and powerful sentence uh, she has uh, written here she is saying that courage is something else raising a child does not uh, uh, need courage but but to rip the rip the life apart from you uh, that is doing an abortion it requires courage uh okay the the courage required is terrifying so uh, uh for for a couple for or for a mother to take the decision to abort her own child it's actually terrifying and abominable and it's magnificent yet infernal and 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 she she is willing to uh, she is willing to put back her happiness she she could have been happy with her own child but but she is um, but she is forsaking her happiness next but she is forsaking her happiness and she is killing her content and she is destroying the enchantment and she is ripping the fantasy uh ripping the veil of fantasy so uh we think that life is like in the movies but it's actually quite different and to turn a knife on one's own bowels it requires courage she said and now back back to the story but i love you chi- but i will love your child mommy 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 i do love you so much mothers are supposed to sacrifice themselves for their children but i'll sacrifice myself for you mommy dear mama i'll never bother you again you will never have to listen to me cry although sometimes you will wish you luck i'll never tear i'll never tear pages of pages out of your books never knock over and break a vase you will never have to worry about my getting sick or fret over not being able to buy me a nice toy buy me a toy i'll never be bad or awkward or make you uncomfortable i'm the nice boy the good boy i won't bother you with my noisy games and you will never lose time dressing washing or feeding me want me to go mommy i'm the obedient one no cradle no mother goose i'll disappear in the cold in the night out there somewhere want me to go all right i'll go but i do love you so much dear mama mommy 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 uh, uh 
the story ends here the story ends uh, uh with a with a uh, some sort of soliloquy or a dialogue by the child whom she had aborted okay she uh, the child is saying that i i love you so much and that mothers are supposed to sacrifice themselves for the children but but the kid says that it is it is i who have i it is i who have whom have sacrificed myself for you normally mothers are supposed to sacrifice for the children but in this case the child did the sacrifice for his or her mother mommy dear mama i'll never bother you again so uh, so the so the kid or the or the soul of the kid is saying uh, spirit of the kid is saying that i'll never bother you again a spirit or mm, the subconscious inside or i'll say is saying that i'll never bother you again and you will never have to listen to me cry and and the kid is saying that i'll never i'll be an obedient kid and i'll never break your vase or tear pages from your book and and mm, and you will never waste any time dressing washing or feeding me and and the kid is asking the mom should i go and saying i am the obedient one and as the kid is obedient uh, the kid is ready to go away without bothering uh, the mother and out there somewhere want me to go all right i'll go the kids uh, the kid is bidding farewell to the mother saying that the kid loves his or her mother so much and that's all about the story thank you